Hey there, Wrestlore fans. This is Devo here. And uh, we've got a great episode for you this week where we're talking about Halloween Havocs because Halloween is right around the corner. But you know what else is right around the corner? We had a big announcement recently that Talk Show Inc. is moving to the Starlight Theater. And their first one is going to be the first Sunday of November. So coming up this Sunday after this episode. And my co-host, Ethan Sandoval. How's it going, Ethan? He's going to be on that show. I would assume. I don't know, maybe. Well, so... I'm if, still waiting on my callback. <laughs> if you're in the Tulsa area, come check that out at the Starlight. It's a great bar with great people, and it's a great show to check out. Also, download that Soundstooth app, and be sure to listen to all the other great podcasts here on the Soundstooth Network. And please, follow us on social media. We'd like to talk to you. It would or be follow dope. me in real life. That'd or, be cool, too. Yeah. You know, I, He's slow. He moves slow. You I, can catch yeah, him. it's not going to be hard at all. All right. Well, now, on with the show and our reviews of Halloween Havocs. Is this Toto's Africa? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Ah, Ooh, Sean! (laughs) Hey, Wrestler fans. How's it going out there? This is Devo. And that man that you're hearing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the El Gigante to your Yete. <laughs> the El Gigante to my Yete. That is Ethan Sandoval. What's up, baby? Oh, man. And guys, it, Halloween is right around the corner. It's and, a spooky time. And we're going to talk about uh, just a general concept here. The uh, 12 yeah. years. Someone say, yep, what a concept. Yeah. Uh, the 12 years of NWA and WCW. Halloween, Halloween Havoc uh, pay-per-views. Um, and uh, Halloween Havoc, obviously the father of Jimmy Havoc. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, boy. What, what if that was his, actually his backstory? <laughs> <laughs> I was b- it's Darby. incredibly one. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, not to get off, but I, I watched a Darby Allen Jimmy Havoc match, and I was like, so one of them is half dead, and the other one just also looks half dead. Yeah. So, like... Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, we decided uh, to do this for Halloween um, because uh, one of my favorite pay-per-views ever yeah. is uh, Halloween Havoc 1995. Just because it the is, year I was born. Just because it is the the shittiest of pay-per-views. It's real bad. So cheesy. It's so bad. Like from pillar to post. Uh, but so and the, one of my favorite matches of all time is on Halloween Havoc 97. And so. that is uh, Eddie and... Uh, Eddie and Ray. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie and Ray. So we're just kind of going to go through some Halloween Havocs here. And uh, I actually went through and looked at the highlights of all these uh, Halloween Havocs uh, here today. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just go quickly year by year, uh, I suppose, will be the best way to do this. But first of all, the concept of Halloween and Halloween Havoc and wrestling <laughs> seems like it should go together so well. Yeah. And, like and, chocolate and peanut butter. And I'm kind of an aficionado of like... Uh, like wrestling and racism. Yes. Uh, like I, Michael P.S. Hayes and racism. Okay, I know. I like it. Reverend Slick and racism. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Like... Viscera and man boobs and I don't know like hey, um, but the uh, nation of domination and races. <laughs> I'm an aficionado of like cooking shows and they always do the Halloween stuff up so much on the cooking shows. Yeah. And to me, wrestling could do that as well. Yeah, and WCW and NWA certainly try to do that in the first. <laughs> it's boogie, yeah, it, in the first like 
seven, six or seven years of this pay per view, they yeah. they kind of played that up. The spooky, spooky, yeah. the chamber of horrors. <laughs> yes, so that's a that's a good uh, a good segue here uh, to talk about uh, this. Here we we've got the. First ever match at NWA Halloween Havoc 1989. First match ever on an on a Halloween Havoc uh, super banger between the Z Man and Mike Rotunda. Mike Rotunda, the father of the Fiend, the Fiend Bray Wyatt. So there you go. And so the Z Man picks up the very first win in a Halloween Havoc ever. Fuck uh, you, IRS. Now uh, they. I watched the highlights of this first uh, pay-per-view and the, the theme that we played uh, going into this episode was the theme from Halloween Havoc 1989. So oh. these first like four, five, six Halloween Havocs, I think maybe it's by like 94 they change it. How does a wrestler not have a finisher called the Ghostbuster? I don't know. Why haven't there been a Ghostbuster like a paranormal investigator gimmick. Ooh. All right. Well, when we buy when we buy our wrestling promotion, yeah. we're going to <laughs> we're gonna paranormal. Have, we're going to have this boogie go. So uh, it's now, just gonna, you hear those rattling I'm, chains. I'm gonna, it's Psycho Sawyer. Oh God, I'm going to tell you guys this. Um, How have we not played that on this show? <laughs> oh, we, we should definitely do that at some point. Uh, we guys, I am going to highly recommend that you watch every. Halloween Havoc up until 1995 through 1995. And then just watch certain matches. You can skip from the remainder. You can skip 94. 94 was pretty garbage, but like, like these are really fun. Like to me, pay-per-views, but uh, you know, I just took a little, little notes here. I was kind of uh, amazed at the good production values of this very first pay-per-view that they did. uh, Or this first Halloween Havoc. I was like, Oh, this does not reek of the, late eighties or nineties the way I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, you know, I went through these and I know you looked at stuff. And so I know you've got like your match to 11. We'll give Eddie and Ray plenty of time because it was a great, great match and stuff like that. Um, but I kind of liked that in these early years, there was like a main gimmick to mm-hmm. it. And I don't know what we've had before this match. Um, but the main gimmick on this Halloween Havoc 89 is the Thunderdome. Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah, the Thunderdome match, which is going to be the headline. But before we get there, uh, I this did... match also it just has a lot of names. Yeah, yeah. I looked at the like I'm looking at like the article regarding yeah. all this, and woof, the names in this match: Ric Flair, Sting, Ole Anderson, mm-hmm. the voice of the Shockmaster, yeah, the Great Muda, yeah. Terry Funk. Gary Hart and Bruno San Martino yeah, like, as the special is, rep. Yeah, like so. Uh, but uh, before we get there, I do want to mention very briefly that uh, San Martino Morella. No, there was a uh, a lot of uh, Jim Cornette in this first one, and uh, we got to see, fuck this company. We got to see the Dynamite Dudes. Uh, the Dynamite Dudes, and it was so funny because it was so clear that they had. No idea what to do with the first sk- of all. It's the dynamic, dudes. dynamic dudes. Yeah, they they had no idea what to do with a skateboard, even though they had one at ring. And uh, I believe it was uh, <laughs> when when uh, Jim Cornette is introducing. Uh, I think it was uh, the Midnight Express. Mm-hmm. He says they've wrecked more homes than Hurricane Hugo. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good production. And look, yeah, you brought it up. Michael P.S. Hayes is a racist piece of shit. But when the Freebirds come out 
on this pay-per-view. They just they're just so good. Yeah, cuz wrestling fans suck, but they're so good. They oh, they know how to like that's what I imagine as a rock star wrestler is when Michael P.S. Hayes <laughs> and Jimmy Garvin come out and they are just eating it up and it is so so good. And yeah, fine, they're pieces of shit. But whatever, you know? Like AJ Styles is a flat earther. I just like, love how flustered you get. Yeah. It's so funny. But let's talk about this uh, this Thunderdome match because oh my god, I told I, I messaged you, you this morning. Message me about and this. I was like, you have to watch. So I so Beyond Thunderdome, the movie, became out in like nineteen eighty five. This yeah. is nineteen eighty nine. So this is like four years <laughs> later, right? So like For what I heard it was because they were working on this for a long time. Well, uh so this is a electrified cage match. We've had one of those before in this we're talking about lockdown. Don't mind me. Yeah. Um and uh I, this is kind of I don't know what if they've done matches like this before uh, but you know it's a hell in the cell match mm-hmm. effectively. Mm-hmm. Like that's all it is. It's a, it's a hell in a cell match, but mm-hmm. there are like They've done this cage up to look like Thunderdome from the movie, <laughs> which gives us probably the best moment in any cage match ever is when some of the draping on it catches on fire. Yeah. And uh, how does it, how'd that get put out? Apparently, uh, Gray Muda <laughs> walked, moonwalked up this cage wall and did the green mist and yeah, put it out. He used his green mist that now Oscar's using yeah. uh, to uh, to put out the fire on the top of the cage. I was like, huh, good thinking, Great Uh But so this cage is supposed to be like electrified and shit, but like in the opening of the match, Terry Funk is just climbing all over the cage. He's just like, what the fuck are you doing, Terry He's Funk? like, God damn it, we're gonna Dustin Rhodes. He's up there. He's a chicken. But, but as you said, it's got a... Lala, my eye. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so there was something I noticed when the cage is coming down. Mm-hmm. You can hear Nativity in Black playing by Black Sabbath. Okay, yeah, and I was like, and I was like, oh, okay, that's weird because usually the network will take out anything mm-hmm. like that. So I don't know if they just happen to own the rights to that song to use or whatever, but or maybe just somebody missed it. Yeah, I could have like. Uh, but this is a, a pretty wild cage. But you mentioned all the people are in it. The actual combatants in the yeah. ring are supposed to be Flair, Sting, Muda, and Funk. The, everyone else is just sort of there, obviously. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, electrified fence matches. Like, let's just don't do them. Like, this is just a really stupid thing. Mm-hmm. But don't worry. There's an even worse electrified match coming yeah, up in a in a paper in a Halloween havoc in the future. Yeah. Um, excuse me. I will not have your fucking slander of the masterpiece. That is the masterpiece that is the Chamber of Horrors. Oh boy. Yeah, the Chamber of Horrors. <laughs> uh so like I think initially we're gonna do this. We we're gonna have our friend Cam on, and we knew like three of us were gonna have lots of stuff, and we were just gonna pick. But out Cam got Pearl Harbor. He yeah. got hit in his occipital protuberance, yeah, yeah. and he has real bad <laughs> migraines and couldn't be here. And I feel yeah. bad. And I love him. Yeah, we'll have Cam back on for something uh, later. Although one of we're the gonna fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm like damn fucking that's, Confederate flag guy. That's we're our... fucking on this podcast. He's got on a Laparka mask. <laughs> I got on a sea captain's hat. I, I did notice when watching one of these havocs that one of the things we forgot. Captain was... Screw Albano. That's right. <laughs> uh, one of the things we forgot with the uh, 
sexuality in wrestling was Johnny B. Bad. Oh, and yeah. How he was like basically Little Richard, and they were trying to like poke fun at that, you know, yeah. with the makeup and everything. Uh, and Buff Bag, whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, 1990, the next year, mm-hmm. we move into WCW land. And speaking of Cam, uh, who was on to talk about Stan Hansen, we get the classic. Stan Hansen going crazy with pumpkins promo. Oh, yeah. He spits on a pumpkin that he says is his opponent. Mm -hmm. And he comes out to the stage and just... Commences to fucking kick pumpkins, and I'm just like, boy, I don't, I don't think Stan was feeling this, and it was just like, what's going on? God damn it! Uh, So his eyesight's so bad, he probably did think it was Lex. There, there wasn't really a massive gimmick in this match, uh, in this one, Mm -hmm. Um, but we do have a a gimmick in that we get fake Sting. Fake Sting. We also get the dog match. Oh yeah, junkyard dog versus Moon Dog Rex. Yeah. this one, you know, like what I love about these match, about these pay per views, though, as I was watching them, versus what I what we'll get to at the end of this run, mm-hmm. is just like in the year twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. I can go back and watch this and be like, oh, this is great because it's just silly. Yeah. yeah. Like I look at these characters and like yeah. how silly this is, and then when we get to like the nineteen ninety nine and two thousand one, I'm just like, oh, this is. But like sad. we got Rip Rogers versus Reno Riggins. <laughs> Yes, we do get all sorts of great... Just listen to these names. Yes, all right, here listen, we go. Run them down. J.W. Storm, Blade and Steel, Tracy Smothers. Uh, let's see, Little Richard Marley. Uh, Tracy Smothers will be discussed on this podcast pretty soon because I'm going to make you watch an original November to Remember. And we're uh, going to review like, from like 97. Whatever. Jerry Sags. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Sags and... Uh, yeah, like there are not a lot of names. Barry Horowitz. Uh, there are not a lot of names that people remember on some of these, but they are pr- like they're just fun to watch. I think like, but I want to move on because this one is definitely a highlight to Halloween Havoc nineteen ninety one. Oh yeah, baby. Oh, well, this one, folks, is. Uh, yeah, the real showstopper to yeah. say the least. This is uh, so. This one starts off with pure fire of people showing up to the arena and in their cars, and it's just like the weird, like the weirdest array of cars for wrestlers <laughs> to show up yeah. in. I love. It looks the, like the uh, one of the fucking races that were on like wacky races, wacky yeah. races, <laughs> it's like wacky racers. Yeah, DDP and the Diamond Stud, uh, who, Diamond Stud. who is uh, of course Scott Hall, <laughs> um, Razor Ramon. He's like they get out of like the small. It's like a Nissan two hundred whatever ZX, or it's like the smallest car for these two big guys. You could see like Razor trying to get his knees out of it and shit. It's like so funny and uh we you know we set up an angle here but okay so this pay-per-view starts out has two amazing things in it well it starts out this is what is crazy to me so whereas the first one had the thunderdome match we're going to see that cage return yes and we're going to step it up a fucking notch oh yeah now we're getting into like I think this is the pay-per-view that Vince Russo must have watched when he was like a teenager and was Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to overbook everything and make it so bad. Uh, The Chamber of Horrors, man. Just listen to these names. Okay, here's the names. El Gigante. Sting. The Steiner Brothers. Boo. 
defeat Abdullah the Butcher, the Diamond Stud, Cactus Jack, and Big Van Vader in a Chamber of Horrors match. So here's the gimmick of this match is so so good. Yeah. So what is the gimmick of this match? The gimmick of this match is there's the big (laughs) Helm Shell Cage. I know know what's coming, and it's just so fucking ridiculous. There's the big Helm Shell Cage, and that's all fine and dandy. But we gotta make this shit. I'm Dutch Mantel. We gotta make this shit hot, waiter people. And so what we do is we put another smaller cage, almost like a shark cage, Mm -hmm. and we're gonna put it. In the ring and in that that cage, because that is not enough. You know, we're gonna put an electric chair. Yep. We're gonna put a legit as fuck looking electric, electric chair jam. with straps, the headpiece, whole nine yards. Only thing you're missing is my Clark Duncan. But then you do this. <laughs> nice, nice green mile reference. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Squish that mouse. And then you got the Abdullah the Butcher, and they got someone, I think it's one of the Steiners, in the chair. Oh, and yeah. the, the way you win this match is by fucking murdering your opponent. <laughs> so this is this is, is by this is the, the state end. executing. The whole conceit of this match is that there is an electric chair in the middle of the ring that you are to shove another opponent into, and then one of your teammates needs to hit the switch. Hit the so switch, which is up on a wall. Uh, now... So, so, uh, so the finish. Yeah, the finish. Okay, so this is just absolutely fucking ridiculous. But uh, one of the things in this match that uh, I don't know if you caught was the uh, referee wearing a helmet with a camera on it. That's awesome. And they called it the referee cam. Oh, yeah, I remember the referee. Yeah. They did that for a little while. And it was like, uh, it, just, it was like a shitty hockey helmet. It looked yeah. so bad. Like yeah. it, it made him look like a hockey ref. Like it was just like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the finish of this match is. So all right, so Rick or Scott, I don't remember which one. They're both stupid. It, it's Rick. Rick is up there fucking around with Abdullah the Butcher. Yeah, and chair. he's like Abdullah gets Rick in the chair. Yeah, and then Cactus Jack runs to go grab the switch. Well, no, Cactus Jack had just been hanging out up there. He didn't, oh, hang, run, he didn't, uh, he didn't get. He didn't run to do shit. This is probably the problem with this. Cactus Jack is literally hanging out by this switch for yeah. like a good two minutes. Yeah, he's just sitting there by the switch, like get him in the fucking chair. Yeah. And I so, think for a little bit, he's trying to act like it's hard to pull down. Like, reach, reach. It, it's like trying to climb a ladder in in, in wrestling. Yeah, like, oh no, it's I can jump off like every ladder is made of kryptonite. I could jump off the top turnbuckle and dive through ropes, but oh damn you, Warner ladder, I can't climb you. <laughs> so anyways, Cactus Jack is sitting up there waiting to pull the switch. Sees Rick Steiner is in the chair. Pulls the switch. Crazy pyro goes off. Lots of smoke. Smoke clears. It's Abdullah the Butcher in the chair. Because yes, they- Rick like did the worst. Like Just, I'm going to hug you. Yeah. And sat him in the chair. And you get just like basically what is supposed to be an execution. Yeah. And that Abdullah the Butcher is now... I guess dead. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's not. No, he's not. Um, and he's got blood running down his face, which knowing what we know. Uh, Everybody yeah. in that match got hip. Yeah. Who got hip? They got yeah. yip. Uh, I said hip. What kind of hip? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You started this You started this pot saying that you were tired, but now I think you're just probably on crack. What's <laughs> up, <laughs> uh, I'm not on crack. I'm on Halloween heaven. Now, this opens this opens the show. Sorry about that. This opens the show. Mm-hmm. Like, in what 
world does this open a paper? All right, you just watched Manda. Time to watch Big Josh and PN News versus the Creatures. Oh, God. Big Josh and PN News. Big Josh was a lumberjack wrestler, and PN News basically was a overweight black guy that was <laughs> supposed to be like the stereotypical. Not Mr. Hughes. Stereotypical, like, early 90s rapper. Mm-hmm, like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And oh, my God. Yeah, this was a. Uh, this was something to, to behold, but you know the other big thing here that's running throughout the 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 um, the pay per view <laughs> is the smell of murdered corpse. Is, I'm sorry, is, I'm doing this corpse. The WCW Halloween Phantom, <laughs> and who is the WCW Halloween Phantom? Well, we learn through Paulie Dangerously, who's getting ready to form the Dangerous Alliance because he's been taken off of broadcasting. Oh, oh God, no! It's it can't be. It is ravishing Rick Rude. And oh he, is there, he is there to change the course of WCW history and, lips. and destroy Sting. I like that in the and, match. And the mustache rats. So I forget, who does the oh, Halloween yeah. Phantom wrestle in this? Uh, he wrestles a match here. and Tom Zink! Tom, the Z-Man, yeah. He wrestles the Z-Man in this. And uh, it is pretty obvious, I guess. I know that I knew who this was, but like... When you see his mustache through his mask, and you he does the rude awakening, basically, yeah. you're and they're still like trying to posit that no one knows who the fuck this guy is. I hate that shit. I hate when a masked wrestler, unless it's the night they're being revealed, fuck it. But I hate when a masked wrestler just does their normal offense. Oh yeah, yeah. I also, you know what I hate? I have a pet peeve with like um, YouTube wrestling shows that will be like. Or even WWE kind of does it sometimes, but like they'll put a silhouette of like who is the mysterious reveal, and it's just the silhouette of the person, and you're yeah. like, yeah, I know who the fuck that is. It's it's fucking Batista. Yeah, it's AJ Styles and his soccer, you know, his soccer mom here. Yeah. But um, is it Golden AJ Styles? <laughs> uh, but this is a uh, look. I I gotta be honest. I I kind of loved this. <laughs> <laughs> this Halloween havoc. I fucking tell you, Chamber Horse match every show. <laughs> they should have brought that back for the Fiend versus Seth Rollins. Oh my god! And then and then Seth is electrocuting the Fiend, and he just breaks the chair and starts beating Seth with the two forearms that are strapped with wood. Now, like in what? I don't know. This is just. It is so hilarious to me. And then that- he hits him with a hammer, and it goes squeaky. Oh man, guys! Like, hopefully, by the time this comes out, they've fixed the fiend. Although they burned down the fun Firefly Funhouse, Seth Rollins burned it down. So, burned uh, it down. WC. Uh, this is what this is why we can't have nice things. WWE, like, yeah. you fuck it all up. Um, Don't fuck it up, can it? But this Chamber of Horrors match, like, clearly the highlight of the show is the Chamber of Horrors match. Yeah, uh, we. I do. Man, man I, I am reminded. Oh, I will say, I think it's in like. I think it's on this one mm-hmm. where Jim Ross says something like, this is like the craziest thing I've seen in all my years of wrestling. And I don't like to say how many years I've been doing this. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's talking about how long he's been in the business in 1991. Mm-hmm. Flash forward to 2019. And he's still now he's on every Wednesday night for yeah. AEW. Like this he's guy like, like, hey, all my face is worse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. It all. It is always funny <laughs> to look at a baby face. Uh, oh, the t- you had to look at Babyface high- Jr. instead of Droopy Dog operating an elevator. Uh, low key highlight with this one mm-hmm. uh, is 
the match that has uh, uh, Terrence um, Terrence Taylor, the '90s. <sighs> oh, you know it's always good for podcast listeners. It's yawning in the middle of it. Uh, Terrence Taylor, yeah, the Terrence Taylor, the '90s computerized man of the the York Foundation, where uh, Alexandra York, who is Terry Runnels, uh-huh. is carrying like this old school laptop around with her, and like she's using analytics to learn how to beat win wrestling matches, and she's using like computers to figure out how to. Oh, it's it's a, it's just a little highlight that I love, just that one of those great little things that are there. Um, it's oh, we get Oz like... in this one, yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Oh, then Van Hammer. Oh my Burn. god, guys! Van Hammer was basically like a rock, like a heavy metal. Yeah, yeah, it was band. Van Halen. He was like a, a and he is player. going against a guy named Doug Summers who was like called the Pretty Boy or something. And you look at this guy and you are like, oh god, <laughs> he was is is he that? It's that uh, Simpsons bit where it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to call me Kid Gorgeous, and then it was Kid Presentable, and then Kid Gruesome, and then finally Kid, kid. Mo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Basically, uh, so go out, go out there, guys, and look up uh, Doug Summers from the, this Halloween yeah. Havoc, and you can see. I you get Van Hammer. Van you get Major Stash. Oh, uh, it is good one. Good you one. hear, but you you heard about a uh, Brian Pillman ribbon Van Hammer? How he used to no. rib So he used to like they would be in tag team matches. And I think they were in a, like a tag feud, and uh, so like Brian Pillman would like would would get Van Hammer in the ring and start. Fucking chopping the shit out of him. <laughs> like, get him in a corner and just hit him with like five or six just hard Nightmare, gunshot yeah. chops. Yeah. And then he'd be like, all right, Van Hammer, reverse it. And Van Hammer would spin, put Pillman in the corner, and then Pillman would just duck under the ropes. So, like, he would, like, tell Van Hammer it was his turn, and then he would never take a chop. It's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, flying Brian man, like what could have been, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we got Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah, um, looking like Theo Vaughn. Now we move on to Halloween Havoc 1992 with the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, not really, but spin the wheel, make the deal. They're going to have a big spinny thing that is going to determine. I'm sorry. Are you telling me you didn't like Big Spinny Raw? <laughs> I did did not like this. You didn't like Big Spinny? No, I did not. Because I, I used to do that on Raw all the I time, know, and I, I loved that uh, shit because it was so rigged. Well, but okay, so this is my question. The, the whole conceit of this, and this is like, um, you know, there's not a, like, this Halloween Havoc 92, just to give you guys an idea, um... Our first match is the Z-Man and Shane Douglas defeating Arn Anderson and stuff like that. Ricky Steamboat and Brian Pillman, Vader. A oh Nikita Koloff, who at this point is no longer Russian. Oh. He has moved to the United States. His, oh, is uh, it? He is. Uh, his shirt says, or his jacket says, "World Peace" and all this stuff. Oh. But uh, but Vader is going to wrestle on behalf uh-huh. of Rick Rude. Okay. So Rick Rude is the United States cha- United States heavyweight champion, okay. but he is designated through his evil lawyers okay. to make Vader go against um, Nikita Koloff here. Um, Barry Windham, Dustin Road, Rick Rude is going to go against uh, Masahiro Chono uh, here uh, as well, and we're going to get Ron Simmons, who's going to have his world title at this point. He won that back at a main event in August of that year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the main event, though, Farquhar, the main <laughs> Farquhar, Farouk, the main event here. Boy, I've got some, I got some issues with this. You don't like coal miners' daughter match? <sighs> Jesus, the so, coal miners' so love. Guys, the whole conceit of this is they have a wheel, and the stinger goes up. It's going to be Sting versus Jake the Snake Roberts in this. Jake the Snake. It's spin the wheel, make the deal, which makes no fucking sense. Like it's spin the wheel and then do it. Like there's no like. Yeah, let's, let's negotiate over this. But they spin the wheel, and it lands on... They have all these matches on there that they could have, like first blood matches, things like that. And what it lands on, which is... The, like, I'm I'm at this point going, is this, like, a legit wheel, and they were just going to, like, spin it? Because who the fuck would have chosen Coal Miner's Glove match? You know who I think chose that Coal Miner's Glove is me. Young. I think that's the real father. <laughs> I think the coal miner's glove is the no. real dad. No, it is not. In my hand cannon, that's the real no, dad. Okay. But it no. was like it was like uh, idle hands. Like the hand just crawled. But okay, into you, May this Young's is, vagina. This, this is your big like Halloween Havoc pay per view. Mm-hmm. Spooky, scary, blah blah blah. And you have like death matches up there and first blood matches and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And it lands on a coal miner's glove match. Now, if this is rigged, and that's what you chose, this is, like, fucking stupid. Yeah. A coal miner's glove match, people, is simply this. Mm -hmm. Um, Imagine instead of Judy Bagwell, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there is a pole Mm -hmm. that has a coal miner's glove on it, which Uh apparently a coal miner's glove is lined with steel. Uh And then whoever climbs that can get said glove and use it on his opponent. Yeah. Jake the Snake is in this match. Yeah. Shouldn't they have gone with like snake match or something like that? Like, <laughs> oh no. You get to whip your person with a snake on a pole. You get to put a bag with a snake in it on your opponent's head or some shit. Oh. Like it's a uh, fucking, um, oh, uh, missing in action when the, mm-hmm. you ever see the missing in action movies? No. With Chuck Norris. There's a scene where uh, one of the evil Vietnamese people uh, puts a bag of rats on. One of the POW's heads, and oh, yeah, it's 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 something, but yeah, mm-hmm. guys, I, I don't get it. I don't get why they chose to do this. No, this is real dumb. Like, there were so many ways to like, put, like, just so many better options. Scorpion in a box. <laughs> yes, it could have been a snake versus scorpion match. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you could gimmick a scorpion. You can. You get a drunk. <laughs> no, it's just doing countries where you eat live scorpions. You dunk it in beer first, it gets drunk, and then you eat it. Oh, that's right. I have take I have drink a scorpion before in New Orleans. Yeah. You can get a yeah. But I mean like I don't know there's a way that you can keep it alive. No, no, no. Eat. That's what you do. Oh. It's alive. You like in other countries where they just eat live scorpions. Oh, okay. You take the scorpion, hold it by the stinger. Dunk it in a beer, it gets drunk, and then it's true drunk to sting it, and you just hop. Okay, that's a little bit too much for me. I don't think I don't think I could do that. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh, Speaking of things I couldn't do, watch uh, Halloween Havoc '93. Why? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's uh, all right. it, it, again, they bring back for Halloween Havoc '93. Mm-hmm. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Although it's a different wheel this time, uh-huh. and it was confusing because. In 92, it made sense. If you see the Halloween Havoc logo, the, uh-huh. the V in the Havoc like comes down to a point. Right. And so in the previous year, yeah. the wheel 
went with wherever that the logo was above the wheel. Yeah, and, I get what you're saying. And then it came. And that's where they chose. Yeah. In '93, they have the same Halloween Havoc logo above it, uh-huh. coming down to a point. But then the thing they pick uh-huh. is a knife over to the side. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm just like, did they put that there to like, like again? Is this not gimmicked? And they're putting it there to like make a decision on the fly for like two between two different ones it lands on because the year before they went with a coal miners glove match. But yeah. like, oh man, this is just well here we co- get the Texas death match. We get the Texas death match in this one. And uh, the combatants in this one are going to be Vig- Big Van Vader and Cactus Jack. So, guys that, like, no offense to Jake the Snake and uh, mm. and Sting, but they're not guys I imagine in hardcore matches, right? No, 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 no. And, like, Sting doesn't have his baseball bat yet. Well, no. 2000 Sting, yes. Yeah, 2000 like Sting. Like, TNA Sting yeah. I see in hardcore matches. But when Sting, yeah, when Sting's mobility had been lessened to where he had to rely on more gimmicks. T-shirt Sting. T-shirt, yeah, T-shirt Sting. Oh, it's so sad when you become a T-shirt wrestler. <laughs> I used to wear my tidy whities and my body was yeah. cl- uh, open. But I, now... He came back to Mania wearing tights, so. Mm, that's true. Uh, oh, this uh, 93, though, we do get uh, the Nasty Boys here. Uh the opening match was, uh, I think this must have been a dark match because I don't remember this. But the Shockmaster defeated Harlem Heat and the see. Equalizer. Maybe it wasn't. I don't. I don't think so. I just don't remember it. Uh, Lord Steven Regal versus Davy Boy Smith. Um, Fifteen minute uh, time limit match there. Dustin Rhodes and Steve Austin here. The Nasty Boys versus Alexander Bagwell and uh, Two Cold Scorpio. Sting faces Sid Vicious, and Rick Rude defeated Ric Flair by disqualification. And then our main event was Big Van Vader with Harley Race defeating Cactus Jack in the Texas Deathmatch. Yeah. Um, this one, like, not uh, uh, not very good. Um, no. No. But it's got, you know, it's got some... Uh, it's got a fucking uh, Shockmaster. Yeah. So, but not, not, not good Harlem Heat. <laughs> it's not Booker T and Steve Ray. No, it's a different the Harlem Heat. <laughs> yes, that is. It's a Cole and Kane, mm-hmm. which uh, I don't know who they are. No, that is Booker T. What? Yeah. No, oh, I didn't know that shit. Yeah, no. He was. Uh, I guess they changed their names later. Yeah. So it's the Booker Man, you know. It's yeah. That's a good name. They changed their names. Cole and Kane don't make a whole lot of fucking sense. No. Uh, nineteen ninety four. So this is the year they abandon the sort of spooky, scary stuff. Yes. Like the intro packages. So the intro packages I love to these because it's like it reeks of. If you've ever seen the video of like uh, for Money for Nothing by Dire Straits, Money for Nothing, that, that like for that, free. that computerized animation. Yeah. They have that like in all these like intros for these early ones, uh-huh. and they're like the wrestlers are like specters coming down and things like this, and it's just so cheesy. And I'm just it's so it's endearingly cheesy. Yeah. I'm just like. Look how cute in early '90s that is! Yeah, yeah. Oh, look at them trying to be spooky, and then the, then like the ring announcers in a co- in a costume, and mm-hmm. then like uh, Eric Bischoff in one of these is dressed up like a a Confederate colonel, and like, um, <laughs> uh, and you know like like uh, Polly Dangerously is a, a vampire in one of them. Mm-hmm. Like they're like leaning into the Halloween part of it, mm-hmm. and then it goes away yeah. for a year in 1994, and she's like. Pfft. 
it's like, oh, well, Hogan's here, so let's have no fun, I guess. Like, yeah. Like, so 1994, I'm not a huge fan of. There's no spooky intro. There's no real gimmicks in this one yeah. at all. Uh, the main event in this one is Hogan versus Flair with a special guest referee who we all know pities the fools, Mr. T. Sensual Sherry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we, uh, th- man, this one just isn't very, like, it's just shut up. Let's move on to 95. It's way better. Huh? Let's shut up. Let's move on to 95. No, it's way I, better. I do want to go over here, though, because I do, um, uh, I think uh, anytime uh, I, I like to just sort of uh, bring up the guardian angel mm-hmm. because the guardian angel, if anybody doesn't know uh-huh. is to me, one of the most ridiculous mask, ridiculous gimmicks ever mm-hmm. that a good wrestler had to deal with. Uh-huh. The big boss man goes to Ray trailer. Mm-hmm. The big boss man goes to WCW and then he becomes the guardian angel, mm-hmm. which I guess the guardian angels were some sort of organization that like looked out for kids or whatever. Okay. And so like he comes down to the ring with all these guardian angels mm-hmm. and it, so it's not like a, a celestial gimmick. It's like, like this guy's like protecting me. Like he, it's like a big brother's big, you know, big sisters type thing. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, this is so dumb. <laughs> Just make him the big boss man. I don't know if the WWE at this time had wised up and like kept their gimmicks and things like that. So like, it's true. I don't know because obviously ravishing Rick Rude goes by ravishing Rick Rude mm-hmm. in the WCW, but uh, but he wouldn't be doing that these days. But now, <laughs> the Holy Grail, oh, the whole Holy this is, Grail. This is to me. I think if you combined. This one with with 1995's Halloween Havoc. The whole <laughs> like really when we first did this show, I was just like, let's just do Halloween Havoc 1995. And then you were like, Yeah, it's I great. like good wrestling. Yeah. I like stupid ass gimmicks. I, do I don't give two shits about the in-ring action. This is so nice. I've been dealing with this all week. Listen, this no, point, this no, I, has it all. I gotta, I gotta I gotta say this. I've been watching people all week. They're all upset that WWE doesn't do this and that. And they need I saw a whole video of why NXT, what NXT can learn from New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I thought to myself, yeah, you know what they can learn from New Japan Pro Wrestling? How to be boring as fuck is what they can learn how to, from New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't know what the hell you are doing over there, Ethan. I'm adjusting the mic stand. There you it go. It was messed up. Um, so, like, I love interviews and angles <laughs> and stories. I get it. They can all do flippy shit and stuff like that in the ring. Good for them. It's great. But I want... Cheesy fucking angles. I I don't care that Rusev and Lana are in a cuckold relationship storyline right now. Good. Let's see where it goes. Let's have some fun. If you just want guys in there doing athletic stuff, go watch a football game. Like you're cute. Anyways, this is well, my, I'm this sorry, is, this, this. but I get sick and tired of these smarks talking about how much they love New Japan Pro Wrestling, and then at the same time say there should be more women's wrestling when New Japan doesn't wrestle with women. Like so. Fuck New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm tired of it. Like, it's yeah. not fun. You can get off your soapbox now. Anyways. You know what's fun about New Japan Pro Wrestling? The Bullet Club. And you know why the Bullet Club was fun? Because they were in Ring of Honor. Because you like white people. Because you're racist. You don't like no. me. No. 
I like stories. Mm-hmm. Like I like stories. But let's talk Sam, about Sam. You're ruining my story. Let's talk about Halloween Havoc, 1995. Young and the Wrestles. <laughs> yes. Let's talk about Halloween Havoc, 1995. All right, there are four matches that were on main event before the show, and then there are uh, nine matches that are on the actual mm-hmm. main event. I would have rather watched main event. <laughs> Only because... Oh, yeah. Main event, like... Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko versus Lord Steven Regal and Earl Robert Eaton. And Earl Robert Eaton is beautiful Bobby Eaton, by yeah, the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then... Okay, so this does start a run of... Uh, I forgot how prolific in the run of WCW the fucking Disco Inferno was. Disco Inferno! Disco Inferno is going to be, like, on the next, like... 96, 97, 98, 99, and 2000. I think he's like involved almost with every one of these. Like, yeah. like Disco Inferno was like ride or fucking die with yeah. WCW and was always there. But yeah, there's dark matches. Eddie Guerrero with Disco Inferno. Mm-hmm. Paul Orndorff versus the Renegade. Oh my God, the Renegade. Like knockoff wrestlers. The Renegade was WCW's knockoff version of the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Chris Benoit de Malenko versus the Blue Bloods, we said. And then, well, all right, Greg Pittman. Sergeant versus, Greg Pittman. Yeah, Greg Pittman versus VK Wall Street. And VK oh. Wall Street is simply um, uh, Mike Rotunda. It's, it's, Mike Rotunda. It's, it's IRS from the yeah. WWF. And then he had Johnny B. Bad. Johnny B. Bad, yes. Versus Diamond Dallas Page with the Diamond Doll, Kimberly Page. Yeah, the And Diamond. Max Muscle. Yeah, we got uh we got that going there. Um, and the gimmick here was that I think Kimberly Page, like Di- like Diamond Dallas Page, was supposed like Kimberly would rate his moves, and yeah. then like Diamond Dallas Page is healing out, and then Kimberly's like kind of face, mm-hmm. and so like she'll only like give Diamond Dallas his page moves like ones and twos, and she's giving Johnny B bads like tens yeah. and stuff. Um. <laughs> Okay, this is why... I, okay, now we're getting into why I love this. This is the whole yes. era of... No. <laughs> yes, no. This is the whole era of the Dungeon of Doom. Yes. And, like, the Dungeon no. of Doom... Yes, yes. <laughs> the Dungeon of Doom deserves its own its own episode because the Dungeon, the dungeon of Doom is... Um, it's... Kevin the, Scullivan. Yes, actual Satanist Kevin Sullivan. Uh, Kevin Sullivan, uh, a fat guy who I don't recognize. Uh, the uh, the master, the master. Yes, the master. I forget is uh, the giant. Yes, the giant. Um, we we've, we've got all these guys that are going to be in the dungeon doom, and they're basically a uh, <laughs> cheesy um, <laughs> monster. Yeah, monster faction, the Zodiac. Uh, dun- yeah, the Dungeon of Doom. I'm gonna have to uh, find out. I'm-, I'm gonna read a list of the members of the Dungeon oh, of Doom. Oh, uh, one of them is um, fuck. What is his name? Something Lagoon. Uh, so the master mm-hmm. is actually King uh, Curtis Ikea. Ikea. Oh. Yeah. So what you could what you wouldn't tell because he looks like an old white guy here because the they lighting. covered him with white but white I, paint. Yeah, Ayakea is uh is a Samoan. Yes. Um but he's a master in the Dungeon Doom. Okay, so let's go over the uh, oh, here here's a fun part. Uh you know, this the main event of this one is I guess it's fun. But the main event of this one is going to have um Michael Buffer. This is we're now in the Michael Buffer era of WCW where they've paid all this money to have you know, uh, let's get ready to rumble. Michael Buffer is doing it. And he does something I do. Kevin Sullivan's name is the Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. And he says, like, 
Taskmaster is a very hard word to say. Taskmaster, 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 Taskmaster. Yeah, but a lot of people will do, and this is what I do, and Michael Buffer does it, they will say Taskmaster. Uh, and he says Taskmaster, and I'm like, ah, he's getting paid like $500,000 to fuck this up. Fuck you, Booker Man. Okay, so here are the members of the D- Dungeon of Doom. Mm-hmm. Now, not all of these guys are members in 1995. No, just throughout the run of the Dungeon of Doom, because it lasts a while. The Master, the Taskmaster, um, mm-hmm. is Kevin Sullivan, mm-hmm. Kamala, the Kamala. Ugandan giant. Ooh, okay, a repackaged uh, earthquake. Earthquake. As. Do you remember what he was? A shark? The shark. The shark! Where he had like a shark bite logo on his... Uh, basically, if you imagine uh, Shark Boy's like tights, but just stretched over a very large man, <laughs> yeah. and he would do this stupid fin thing with his hand when he... Could, shark! Uh, the Zodiac, who is Ed, who is Ed Leslie, no. a.k.a. Yes. Yes. The Zodiac's, whole, no. the Zodiac's whole thing was the yes-no gimmick. He was too, you know... And that's Ed Leslie, who is... Um, the Booty Man. The Booty Man. Brutus yeah. the Barber Barbie. I like that you went with the Booty Man. We're trying to explain who this... Uh, <laughs> I'm using his real name that no one knows, and you go with the Booty Man. <laughs> like, Fuck like, you. If you don't know who the Booty Man well, is, get the fuck out. Uh, Big Van Vader would be in there for a while. The Giant. Ming. The Yeti, which we'll Yeti. get later. Uh, the Barbarian. Uh, and then members that were associated with the dungeon, but not uh, members. Lex Luger, Jimmy Hart, Glacier, Hugh Morris, Max, Big Bubba, Braun the Leprechaun, One Man Gang, Conan, uh, Jacqueline, Loch Ness, Z-Gangsta. Loch Ness! <laughs> fucking love Loch Ness! Uh, Z-Gangsta. Uh, wasn't Loch Ness just a big fat guy? Yeah, it was great! <laughs> it looked oh. like Earthquake 8 typhoon. <laughs> yeah, Loch Ness is uh, Giant Haystacks. Giant Haystacks! yeah. yeah. Uh, the Wall, Gangrel, Luna Vachon, Psycho Sam Dudley, Hard Rock, Ken Sweeney. Oh man! So the Dungeon of Doom is like just kooky horror. Stories. It was. It was. This was like still Sunday, Saturday morning cartoons wrestling yeah. era. So it was like, oh, Hulk Hogan has to go up against the Dungeon of Doom. Uh, yeah, there's going. Oh man! So it, when we talk about the Dungeon of Doom, I don't want to been on too much because they have all these amazing vignettes that are so cheesy and bad oh they're awful and, and just like there's one where like there's one I want to talk about yeah it's like where they kind of first introduced the dungeon of doom yeah which is like Hulk Hogan like bursts into a, a cave and he goes he's like what's happening I can't I can't feel my Hulkamaniacs here and then Kevin Sullivan <laughs> comes up and he's like five foot nothing and he's like, yeah, Hogan, the, your Hulkamaniacs are doing to be found. And Hulk Hogan's like, no! <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, now later, the Dungeon of Doom... You have no power in this realm. And uh, later, the Dungeon of Doom will join with the Four Horsemen to create the alliance to end Hulkamania. And this is going to lead us to the great package of... Uh, Seeing Kevin Sullivan and Ric Flair on a beach confronting, which Kevin Sullivan on a beach is like the weirdest thing in the world. Yeah. But uh, you're yeah. like, you're, you look like more like the penguin. Didn't you be in Antarctica? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but we get uh, all the, the. So this is like, they're spooky, scary. Spooky, scary, skeleton. Yeah, we're going to. This is going to keep coming. Spooky, scary, yeah. skeletons. Yeah, it's going to keep coming up. Gonna um, take down Hulk Hogan. <laughs> um, but. Uh, <laughs> But Drink yeah. your milk and eat your vitamins. Uh, but they're gonna run. They're gonna run through this. Uh, now you know uh, uh, Kurosawa versus with Colonel Robert Parker versus Road Warrior Hawk. 
Uh, who cares? Three minute match. Then we get another three. Like this is this is a fucking travesty. This is a travesty that it's a three minute match. Sabu versus uh, Mr. JL. Do you know who Mr. JL is? Jerry Lawler. No. <laughs> Jerry Lynn. Tushin well, Liger. No, Jerry Lynn. Like this would have been like these guys. Jambalaya. This would have been a, 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 a show stealer if they had been given time. Sabu. But like this is like you get the shit. Like, Sabu was a botch machine. What are you talking about? No, Sabu was great when he worked with Jerry Lynn. Like this is like ECW. Jerry Lynn. This is ECW era getting their baby. ECW era Sabu. It like it would have been a great match, but they didn't give it any time. Once Sabu. Oh whatever. Why do you hate Sabu? I don't hate Sabu. Okay. I think it's fine. Um, it was fu- it was bullshit that he got fired from the WWE for having like his medicine to help his. I guess he had it prescribed illegally, but he had gynecomastia, which is man boobs, and he was trying to treat it, and yeah. they popped him for steroids or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Here's a thread. Something- oh, have you? By the way, side note. Yes. A very infamous moment in my memory. It's Sabu. <laughs> Sabu, like, picking up a table. He's homicidal, suicidal, genocidal, queer. No. <laughs> you think so? No, he's not. I don't think he is. But. Um, he he lifts up the table. He like lifts up a table, and gets a splinter. Oh no! And you, he like sells it like he's been shot. He's like motherfucker. Ah, ah. and, and the thing I was thinking of, have you been watching AEW Dark at all? Uh, I have not. No. Okay, so on like the second episode of AEW Dark, like halfway through the match, one of the guys. Um, on a suit, on like a plancha, yeah, breaks his fucking finger, and oh. then goes on to win the match. But it's rough. Like you see it immediately. They like show the replay of him landing like on his hand. Oh, this is a good time. You brought up AEW Dark, which I assume is on YouTube, right? Yes. Um, if you guys haven't checked this out there, and you're listening to this, um, check out uh, NWA Power on yeah. YouTube. It's an hour long show. And NWA is like, uh, they're putting it on sort of like in an old school format mm-hmm. where the interviews are still in front of the audience and yeah. stuff like that. And it's, it's pretty cool. It's, I mean, it's free yeah. content on, yeah. on YouTube. Uh, but Sabu versus Jerry Lynn is our next match that we get here. Um, we're, guys, we are getting to why this is such a fucking amazing pay-per-view coming up. Uh, oh, now this does remind me. <sighs> Watching old WCW means you have to deal with Lex Luger constantly. Oh, yeah, Lex Luger yeah. is so. Dude, I'm serious. So Je- Lex Luger matches are so much better if you just every Look, time he sells, just I, scream along I, with him. On um on eighty, ah. he was on how ah. he was on Havoc eighty nine, and I they did the Goldberg treatment to him where they <laughs> piped in people chanting his name <laughs> like. Um, which works on some people. Uh, Sting versus Ric Flair. Uh, Sting and Ric Flair defeated Brian Pillman and Arn Anderson by a disqualification. Uh, I'm pretty sure Arn and Rick will reform the Horsemen pretty short, shortly after this. Yep. Okay, then the reason why I love this pay-per-view. Hulk Hogan and the Giant in a monster truck sumo match. Monster truck sumo. God, it is so stupid. It's so dumb. <laughs> okay, so Ethan's too young to remember this, but uh, and he's probably not someone that did stuff like this. This would have came out a month after I was born. Well, no, I mean I'm not talking about this, but like, uh, so I, I was kind of a you know my family did lots of redneck shit when I was a kid, and oh, uh, I think I know where this is going. And, 
and monster trucks were a part of that. Yeah. And when you would go to the Daryl Starbird Robin Custom Car Show in Tulsa, Oklahoma, there would always be like wrestler themed monster trucks. Like yeah. both WCW and WWE got into the uh, monster truck game. So there was like, mm-hmm. I, you know, for a lot, a lot longer, like there was the Heartbreak Kid had a monster truck. There was mm-hmm. a Stone Cold one. Um, and then here you've got the Hulk's Hogan one versus the uh, Hulk's Hogan. Versus the Dungeons. <laughs> is that what you call? Is that what you call multiple Hogans? Is Hulk Hulk's Hogan? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, multiple Hogans. I call a fucking bad time. But they basically, um, I call that an orgy for Bubba the Lush Bunch's wife. <laughs> uh, they basically get these two monster trucks and they just run into each other <laughs> gently and then try to push each other around like a sumo match. And they keep going. I, I one Hulk Hogan and the Giant are not driving these, no, no. but they keep shooting to these in-car cameras that make it look like they're driving yeah. them. And it is so stupid to watch them. Like it's like it's it's not. It's almost to that effect of like you know when movies or comedy shows will make fun of like What's people, that smell? people not looking at the road while they're driving or whatever. But it's. Uh, but okay, <laughs> then the best part of all of this. Did you know what Hulk Hogan's real good at? Fucking acting. <laughs> yes. The best part of all this is they get out and they start brawling on the roof. What? This takes five minutes, like this mm. match, this match or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they're brawling on the roof, and Hulk Hogan, through an accident, uh-huh. pushes the giant off of the roof. <laughs> now, I watched this pay per view like. Not live, but I watched it on VHS. Mm-hmm. Rented it from the family video at the warehouse market or whatever the hell Did it was. You, are you, were you a little mark? <laughs> and no, I wasn't a mark. I, I was like, when I was watching this though, I was like, this is really stupid. But then they tried to make it seem like the giant had fallen off this building, like this these stories. But I, I you can't quite see it as well on the network version. But on the original, I remember it clear as day. You could see the ledge that he fell onto that was like, three feet down, like just clear as day when they were panning out from the shot. And it's just like, oh yeah, that's like super stupid. I'd have been 15 when this came out. So like, uh, but it was so dumb. Like I wasn't a big WCW guy when I was a kid. Like I would watch like clash of the champions and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I was, I was WWF through and through, Mm -hmm. but, uh, this was, yeah. So the idea now is Hogan was supposed to face giant later in a match for the title, Mm -hmm. which, why are you doing two <laughs> two matches in one night with Hogan the Giant? Mm-hmm. Although one of them is a truck match. Um, this leads to Randy Savage defeating Lex Luger, who mm-hmm. Lex Luger will show back up later. Yeah. Um, they were supposed both both supposed to be good guys, I think. Um, but yes, we get the f- okay, guys. <laughs> we get the, the Oh my god! No, no, not yet. Don't don't we? I, I got to build to it just a little bit. So we get the final match, and Michael Buffer's out there, and he's going to announce the match. But oh, there's been a change in the match because the Hogan comes out, and Hogan comes out. He's wearing black. This is not NWO black, but this was because Hogan had gone to the dark side because of the Dungeon of Doom, right? And he comes out, and Bobby Heenan goes, "Hogan's not dressed to fight." I'm like. Hold on, I wanted to get to this. Okay. You go ahead. I'm going to okay. get to it quietly. Okay. Well, you go ahead. <laughs> go down. Go so, down. Uh, we. Continue. Hogan comes out 
and he, he's clearly dressed to fight because in what world someone is wearing tights <laughs> to just go out on the town is beyond me. But Michael Buffer's like, oh, there's, there's a change in the match. The giant is... I, I, Hogan apologizes for effectively killing the giant. He says he watched him fall several stories onto the parking lot, onto the ground. So Hogan is now basically admitted to uh, manslaughtering uh, the giant. And then... Like nothing in the world had happened to him, the giant appears. And then we proceed to have a match, and there's lots of tomfoolery involved. And one of those things is that Jimmy Hart, who is Hogan's manager, is going to turn on him. He's going to knock the ref out as Hogan's going for a pin, and then he's going to hit Hogan with the belt, and then all hell is going to break loose. And we are going to get... I can't find it. What are you trying to find? The call. <laughs> I want the call of this. I want the audio. <laughs> you want the audio. Well, uh, let's... I want Tony Schiavone. Come on, please. You want Tony Schiavone to say it? Well, he's going to try to find it. Don't know if he's going to find it, though. But uh, I don't think so. No, uh, this can't be it. Wait, 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 maybe, 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 we'll see. No, this looks like a promo. God damn it. <laughs> it's a promo? Yeah. Let's see. And who is on who? And then look. Oh, I love you. Oh, no. Okay. They didn't oh, I found it. Okay, you, you found it. So, so what the we Yeti. the big reveal here is we get a big reveal of the Yeti, the Yeti, which is a mummy, which is a mummy, the Yeti, which is a mummy. Now, legit seven foot two. Yeah, I do not know why in the world they call him the Yeti, uh, but he comes out and then he and this is like. It used to be like this is one of the. You used to see this 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 GIF everywhere. Uh, and oh, by the way, Team GIF, fuck Team GIF. Um, I'm sorry. I'm gonna give you a GIF later. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go with what the creator called it, which was a GIF. I'm gonna go with graphics intervention <laughs> imaging oh, yeah. format. Yeah. Uh, graphics. So you mean you mean graphics? Because graphics has a PH in the middle, it makes no sense either. So yeah, I get what you're saying, but graphics, not graphics. Yeah, but the creator called it a GIF. Well, the creator's a fucking moron. I'm gonna go with the creator. Fuck you and the establishment. But the Yeti is Ron Reese. Ron Reese, uh, who was uh, gone. Oh, let's look at these. Some of these. He names. looks like stretched out rhino. Oh, the be- You know what the best Ron Reese is? Is this the Super Ninja? Super Giant Ninja. Super yeah, Giant Ninja. Super Giant Ninja. Uh, Vanilla Gorilla. Boy, that's a, that's one. But um, he is going to come out as a mummy, and Hulk Hogan is now in the middle of the giant and this mummy. Giving a bear hug. And they are just bear hugging him, and it does not look like it hurts at all, yeah. but they are then... Uh, <laughs> Then Macho Man and Lex Luger come out. Lex Luger turns heel and starts uh, beating up the Macho Man. Mm -hmm. Then they do the same treatment to the Macho Man. Hogan wins by disqualification. Oh, my God. I don't know how much... I I cannot state just how much the call of him going, Oh, my God, it's the Yeti! Just means to me. And when I hear Tony Schiavone on AEW, I'm just like, in my mind, I'm just like, 
oh my god, AEW needs to like make fun of the Yeti at some point and like just bring the Yeti out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so look, Halloween Havoc 1995. I wish it had more Halloweeny stuff through it, mm-hmm. but the monster truck match and the Yeti just in the, the, the Kevin Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just, I just, I love it so much. It is so just such a train wreck and so bad that it just makes me so happy. So that, that, that probably tells you a little bit about me, but now know. in between yeah. 95 and 96, we have a very important event happen. A seminal moment, if you will. Yeah. We have a seminal moment, which is Hulk Hogan turns heel. Yeah. For the first time in his career. Well. In America. In America. In America. The first time ever. In America. First you turn heel. Then you get the black tights. (laughs) Then uh, you go say racist things. Yeah. Anyways. So Hogan turns heel. He joins the NWO. He was the third man all along. So that's very important to note. This is a big turning point this in WCW. Is a big turning point. Uh, let's see. I thought you were going to. Let's see. I was going to try to think of another shitty, mo- <laughs> a shitty moment from 1996 in wrestling to, to talk about. But the King of Austin 316. No, fuck. That's a good moment. That's a good moment. Uh, uh, fuck. Oh shit. Savio Vega exists. It's when Duke the Dumpster Drosy defeated Hurst Helmsley by disqualification in a dark match to uh, Royal Rumble 1996. Okay, good. Uh, who won the Royal Rumble in 1996? 96, Sean. Did he? Yeah, he won by eliminating Diesel. Yep, super kick. And that sends Diesel packing out to the yeah. WCW. Look at that. Things tying together there. Uh, but yeah, Halloween Havoc 1996, we have had the N-W-O, baby, is here at this Halloween Havoc. This is, uh, they turned it, Halloween, they turned it Bash at the Beach, right? was when Hogan showed up, and that was uh, August, probably? Uh, yeah, Bash at the Beach was yeah, like this. I think they, they had Fall Brawl before this, which mm-hmm. I don't know why they're having Fall Brawl in September. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, I do, <coughs> I appreciate the care given to make the NWO seem like this outside group uh-huh. of having them enter through the audience. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and then, you know, they've just got this little banner. They have Ted DiBiase up there doing the intros mm-hmm. and okay. So flashing forward to like 97, 98, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, like if you just kept that aesthetic to it, you could have got a little bit more gas and heat out of this. And maybe, mm-hmm. w- maybe you wouldn't have gotten destroyed by the WWE at mm-hmm. that point. But they just so quickly abandon it and just get over. They overbook it so quickly that it's it's yeah. bad. Um, so we, we're on nineteen ninety six. Halloween yep. Havoc nineteen ninety six. Let's uh, talk about uh, some of these matches that we, we got. A lot of lucha on this. A lot one. of lucha. We got psychosis. We got Hooventude. We got Ray. We got Eddie. Yeah, it opens with a cruiserweight title match of Dean Malenko, the most boring man in wrestling. Ooh, I love. I love Texas Cloverleaf. Yeah, that's fine. Dean Malenko. Good in a ring, mm-hmm. just no, Lance Storm yeah. like. Well, but at least he's not a cunt. Lance yeah. Storm sucks. Yeah, but I mean, he's got like that same personality. It's just mm. nothing. But Dean Malenko and Rey Mysterio, uh, Diamond Dallas Page and Eddie Guerrero, um, the Giant defeated Jeff Jarrett by disqualification. Mm-hmm. I did watch a little bit of the uh, Six versus Chris Jericho match. And it's always interesting to me to see like this is a very recently debuted Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. I think. 
And um, it's nice to see like him <laughs> having some of those things that he's already going to develop later in life uh, mm-hmm. in there. Lex Luger, Arn Anderson, oh boy, Steve, Mongo, McMichael, and Chris Benoit. This is the... Never mind that shit. Here comes Mongo. <laughs> I think Ethan is dying over there. <laughs> Kill me. Yeah. Uh, but the Outsiders, Kevin Nash, uh, they defeat uh, Harlem Heat. And then our main event is Hollywood Hogan defeating Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth in the corner. <laughs> like this Halloween Havoc. Okay, so we should. I should say this. At this point, they could have just called this like October fight. Like there's no, there's no, there's no allusion to how. This is what kind of what pisses me off about it. Like I maybe like. NXT or AEW could do something like this. <laughs> Obviously, NXT has the rights to Halloween Havoc because that WWE has the rights to it. Yeah. But like, do it. Do the Halloween shit. Yeah. It's fun. Like, have some fun with it. Do a gimmick match with like people in costumes or something. And they just. And I don't know if this is part and parcel of just people trying to be like, oh, we got to you know this. Is, this is the time in wrestling when we get to the thing. One of the things that I don't like mm-hmm. which is just everyone's name is their name yeah first name last name versus first name last name yeah and it's just like i want some gimmicks man Give me them gimmicks. gimmick gimmick that shit all right fuck it move on to 97 97 because ethan's got a big old heart on for 1997 i do he was two years old yeah, i do he was in his terrible twos yeah and, and then we got eugene mcgannis Yes, terrible twos. Uh, now again, I just want to restate: by this point, Halloween Havoc is just another pay per view. There is yeah. no Halloween to it whatsoever. Um, oh, the big debut at the end of mm-hmm. uh, the Halloween Havoc '96, and I did want to say this before we move on: uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper debuts oh. at the end of Halloween Havoc '96 because mm-hmm. uh, '97, the main event is going to be Piper versus. Hogan okay. in a steel cage. And I forgot, I always forget this, but when Piper gets on the mic to talk to Hogan at the end of 96, I'm just like, man, it's really got to be like Dusty, Flair, Piper, mm-hmm. Heyman. Like, those are the best promos yeah. ever. Like, yeah. they're just so fucking good. Like, really fucking good. Piper is just so good in his promos. Mm-hmm. And again, the greatest, one of the greatest to never get a world title. Yeah. Right. Should yeah. have, should have been a world champion at some point. Yeah, he should have. Um, but yeah, 1997, you've, I'll let you take this because you love this match so much. Uh, we start off with uh, Yugi Nada. Uh, Yuji Nagata. Yuji, with Sonny Ono Sonny, versus fucking Sonny Ono. Sonny Ono. I, I, <laughs> Sonny Ono with those little glasses that he yeah, used to he wear. Great. Defeats Ultimo Dragon. Yes, we are full in cruiserweight. Uh, cruiserweight mania. Yeah, at this time. Chris Jericho defeats Gato, who yep. is the booker for New Japan. Yeah. Uh, and here's literally um, one of the greatest matches of all time. Not yeah, just in is, my opinion. And it is a great match, yeah. Like, if, it doesn't matter. Like If you look at like the top 100 matches of all time, this is consistently in like the top 10. For, uh, so it's Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero, full... Um, heel yeah. with a mullet, Eddie Guerrero. I I've heard that this Eddie Guerrero is what they're trying to go with for, for Bailey. Bailey. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio yeah. in what I consider to be his most iconic 
outfit. Yes, like the purple full body. The, he's, he looks like a purple Riddler. He does. <laughs> he does kind of look like a purple Riddler, but like with like a skull face. And uh, the point of the match is it's title versus mask. Title versus mask. If, if Eddie wins, Ray has to take off his mask. If Ray wins, he wins the title. What was the story by the about the other mask that he was carrying to the ring? Uh, I think it was like a mask... That he was just he just gave it to a kid, didn't he? Oh, okay, maybe I don't know. Like I, I think he just gives it to a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he's a baby. He's a baby face. But this is a great. I mean, this is just a great match. Yeah. Like, um, it it is always one of those things where, well, I, that, I don't want this to sound bad, but it's like, yeah. like Eddie Guerrero had so many great matches. Yeah. But with his body type. He wasn't going to be like Rey Mysterio and be able to keep that up. No, no. I no. wouldn't want to be in a 2019 where Eddie That's, Guerrero is yeah. still trying to like go in the ring. I don't know. Eddie didn't get a lot of injuries in his No, time. but I mean, he's just bigger body size. He was. He was yeah, a lot like, beefier. Yeah, I just don't see him being able to... He, he probably had 60 pounds on Rey. Yeah. So. But, so what do you love about this match so much? What, I mean, it's just... <clears throat> Eddie is like playing the quintessential heel. Like Stunt he, muffin? he, yeah, man. He comes out and he's like, fucking, <clears throat> he's fucking, uh, just he's got the title just kind of slung over oh, his yeah. shoulder, and he just has this sneer on his face that's like, Wait, I'm too fucking good for this place. Yeah, Fuck this which place. works when you're a heel. Yeah. When Roman Reigns would do that shit in the WWE when he had the world title, I'm like, no, you're a face. You're supposed to respect the title belt. Yeah. Like when you're a heel, fuck it, throw it over your shoulder. Yeah. I don't care. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm too cool for school, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And like, so then um Ray comes out wearing this awesome purple onesie where the mask is attached to the rest of his outfit so that Eddie can't just easily rip it off. And so the whole match Instead of trying to rip it off like he would a normal mask, yeah. he takes one of the eye holes ah, and yeah, starts yeah. ripping at it. Like he locks in a regal stretch and then starts just ripping at the mask. It's great. Yeah, he is doing everything that you want him to do in this match. Yeah, yeah. They played that heel so well in this. And he was like, he, Eddie was so good at playing both face and heel yeah. without making you hate him as a face. Because you could still root for him. It wasn't like a shove down your throat face or anything like that. Yeah. And so, yeah. I mean, uh, the finish on this, I believe, is um, Eddie goes for a top rope razor's edge. Yeah. Which Ray counters into a hurricane rana into with, a pin. With a quick pin, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, both both men come out of here looking super good, super strong. And there's strong. a great moment where like Ray actually botches on a move. Yeah. But Eddie... Sees it and is quick enough that he just turns it into like an electric chair drop, where like it was supposed to be like something else. But I kind of, I don't remember. Like I remember as a kid being in um, Tulsa, you know, and the WWE house shows would come through and everything. Mm -hmm. Like I don't ever remember WCW house shows coming through. I don't know if they had them. And I think in a lot of these matches in WCW, you kind of see that the guys haven't performed a ton together. Mm-hmm. And so, like, with Eddie and, and Ray, 
these guys have been on other circuits performing. Yeah, they with were each in other. they were in like, ECW together. They, they yeah. wrestled in Mexico together. Like WCW is relying on a lot of these undercard guys or their power plant guys yeah, and things yeah. like that that haven't been on the indie scene. They haven't done any of that stuff, and you could see it in some of the matches with like limited move sets and stuff. Mm-hmm. But then it really stands out when yeah. you get like your Chris Jericho's and your Dean Malenko's. And your guys that have like worked this, yeah. you know, like. All that stuff. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the match is super good. There's tons of great spots. Ray does like a gorgeous, like over the top rope into a Hurricane Rana on Eddie. Um, Eddie has Ray in the Tree of Woe and goes for like a sliding drop kick and hits his nuts. Great up, you know, come up and sort of heel. And uh, like the perfect amount of time for me. Yeah. I don't like twenty minute matches. No, they're they can drag. I a like lot. this was coming this coming at thirteen fifty one is the official match time. Mm-hmm. I, I think any when you have good performers, anywhere between like thirteen to fifteen is just about perfect. Any yeah. more than that, it, it's not and any not enough. Mm. Uh, any less than that, you're like, oh, they could have done a little more, but it's perfect. Okay, time. so fun. Okay, I want to get off topic for a second. Okay, better be yeah fun. Yeah. Okay, so AEW Dark. Yeah. One of the dark matches is Joey Janela versus Kenny Omega in a no rules lights out match. And the whole stipulation, or like the whole gimmick behind the match is Kenny is trying to prove Mm -hmm. he can fucking go in a hardcore setting because he's about to fight John Moxley. Yes. And uh, fucking Kenny Omega takes some goddamn punishment in this yeah. match because what they do twice in this match is they take a table and they don't pull the legs out they just flip it on its back yeah. and so he like takes a back body drop oh. onto the metal part of the table that's a quick way to bob holly yourself he, he does, the, he does <laughs> and then he goes through one which they have like balanced on like some stairs and the ring and so like he takes a back body drop over the top rope into that as well that, you know, and I think that that dark is why that how they're going to get around with like some of that stuff. The people were, were like, "How are we going to have those brutal matches that we had on those pay per views and things mm-hmm. like that?" And have YouTubes. it on regular, and so might as well put it on the YouTubes. But anyway, so enough about Rey Mysterio versus Eddie. Rey yeah, Rey because Rey's... what better way to follow a Rey Mysterio Eddie Guerrero classic than with, with a six minute Steve Monko McMichael match? and Das Wunderkind? Das Wunderkind, Alex Wright. Yes, oh. I mean you have Jacqueline versus. Disco Inferno. <laughs> yeah, in a singles match, intergender match. Uh, Kurt Hennig beats Ric Flair by DQ. Yeah, there's really nothing else good to speak about here. Roddy Piper beats Hulk Hogan by submission. Yeah, but no title on the line. Fair enough. Yeah, so uh, was there a world title match in this? Don't know, don't care. Th- um, there was not. There was not a world heavyweight title match. Okay. Here we go, baby. What are we getting into? Halloween Havoc 98. Oh, okay. I here's my notes for Halloween Havoc '98. Meh. Here's my notes for Halloween Havoc '98. Hulk Hogan doesn't know that know how to use slash paper because <laughs> this is the infamous Hogan versus Warrior oh, Two, no. where Hulk Hogan magical warrior, where Hulk Hogan <laughs> straight up gives away the finish of the match at like you know uh, a couple months earlier, and then Hulk Hogan in the match is supposed to take some flash paper. And throw it into um, fucking Warrior's eyes, but fucks it up and burns his own eyebrows off. <sighs> well, uh, oh, th- oh, hold on. This did have Bret Hart defeating Sting by knockout, 
that was a good fucking match. Okay. I see. I I didn't bother. Like I like I I turned this on and I'm like sitting there going, oh, I'm 98. I just you know I, I this is my first semester in college, mm-hmm. and I remember by 98, like in 97, I was rocking the NWO sweatshirt. Right in 98. I was rocking the DX shirt, like mm. like WCW, like and this is like you are now through these next pay per views. This is you're watching the wheels come off yeah, of this yeah. ride. They it just, I mean, there's there's just it's just not good. Like oh wait, oh I want to check something. Okay, he's checking something out. Oh, there's a bunch of taglines. <laughs> okay, so the tagline for um, uh, Halloween having ninety eight was. The Nightwind Good battles evil. The Good is the ultimate warrior here. Great. Yeah. We know he's got some real woke, had some real woke <laughs> opinions. <laughs> Halloween Havoc 97. Snap into the madness. Oh, yeah. I think, did I write that down? Oh, yeah. 97 was overly uh, sponsored by Slim Jim. Yeah. Like, it was on the ring. Like, I'm kind of surprised WWE hasn't done this. Mm-hmm. Like, and put them, put sponsors on the ring. But, yeah, Slim Jim was all over 96. the mat. A night of terror and suspense. Yeah. These are real generic as fuck. Uh, let's see what else we got. 95. There's no way to hide. So we're going to move on to 99. I'm trying to see if there's any more good ones. <laughs> 99 is also garbage. Garbage, garbage, garbage. Oh, let me do that. Uh, 99 has no main event scheduled or something is what I was gathering mm-hmm. from it. It ends up being Goldberg versus Sting. And I guess a heel Sting here or mm-hmm. Sting goes heel after this match or something. Man, it's just, let's just, I'll go down this disc. Here's our friend, friend again, Disco Inferno versus Lash LaRue. Uh, Harlem Heat is going to take on the filthy. And this is when you start losing me. I like, I have no idea who these people are. Like filthy animals. I, I didn't want I know I have friends that watch during this period and remember this shit. And I'm just like and they're also Goldberg marks, who Goldberg is like one of my least favorite wrestlers. Oh, this of all is time. uh when our inner animals come out to okay, play. Okay, I was wondering why the hell the cover art on the network looked like something from the island of Dr. Moreau. It was like some man turning into a cat. Uh Eddie yeah. Guerrero versus Perry Saturn, Brad Armstrong versus uh, defeated Berlin, which was heel Das Wunderkind. Yeah, with the Wall was his uh, yep. attaché. Rick Steiner defeated Chris Benoit. The total package uh, with Miss Elizabeth Boo defeated Bret Hart by submission. Sting defeated Hulk Hogan for the World Heavyweight Title. Then it's Goldberg and Sid Vicious for the United States Heavyweight Title. Diamond Dallas Page uh, versus Ric Flair in a strap match. And then last but not least, Sting gets an open challenge and answered by Goldberg. Goldberg beats Sting. It wasn't supposed to be for the title, but then it was for the title. Blah, blah, blah. Garbage, garbage fucking (laughs) pay-per-view. I do not understand, like, just how uh, they just went so bad after, like, a couple great years. Yeah. But now let's wrap it all up, ladies and gentlemen. You've stuck Wait, with you us. you remember the Filthy Animals? No, I didn't want... Because, like, by this point, I was... Billy Kidman and Rey Mysterio? I, by this point, I am... And that wasn't who came out, though. It was someone else. Oh, well, yeah. Well, the, uh, there was a it few was in there. was some guy with horns on his head. Was that Rey Mysterio that had horns on his head? What? Uh, this was Billy Kidman and Conan. No, Conan was there with them. It was Billy Kidman and... I'm looking at the list. Harlem Heat, Booker T, and Stevie Ray beat, defeated the Filthy Animals, Billy Kidman, and Conan. 
But there was someone else out there with Ray with horns. Yeah, it was Ray. Oh. Where he's just wearing like the overalls and doesn't oh. have a mask on. Yeah, okay, yes, yeah, Ray. Uh, okay, did not know. Uh, did not care. Was not watching at that time. WCW was watching WWF beat the shit out of them in the ratings by that point. So uh, now let's end it all. Close to Halloween the Havoc 2007 <laughs> with a super fitting fucking tagline. Two, 2000. 2000. 2007, <laughs> whatever. The 2000 with them. The future of pro wrestling, wrestling is here and now. The future of pro wrestling is here and Yeah. Now. Is this the first one with that shitty WCW logo where it looks like they just squished it? Yeah. Yeah. I hated that. That logo was so bad. I remember flipping over to Nitro or something and seeing that logo and going, yeah, there's a reason I'm not watching this. This is uh, pretty <laughs> stupid. Uh, boy, what notes did I take here on this one? Uh, Listen, we got the natural born thrillers. Uh, the we, na- got the natural, we got Sean O'Hare, man. And Mark Jindrak. Yes. You are way more. I love Sean O'Hare. Fuck Mark Jindrak. You're way more uh, excited about that. Uh, but they also get the Boogie Nights. The Boogie Nights. Disco, Disco and, and Alex Love. Because this, this is at the point where WCW, and they've done this a lot, but they are just taking things from pop culture and making groups about it. <laughs> like, yeah, you remember that movie Boogie Nights? Uh, here's these two guys. And then the one match I did write down, uh, kind of Halloween-y, uh, but again, taking things right from pop culture. That 70s guy, Mike Awesome, not that chick thriller at this point, but that 70s guy, Mike Awesome versus Vampiro, where his entire gimmick was based on that 70s show, yeah, like which was hot in the streets at that time. Like this is, uh, boy, guys. So our very first match ever of Halloween Havoc was who? Can you remember? First match was uh, uh, Tom Zink versus... Whatever For the love of God, call him the Z-Man. Fuck the Z-Man. The Tom. Z-Man versus Mike Rotunda. Mike Rotunda. And the last match ever on a Halloween Havoc <laughs> was Chronic versus Goldberg. With Chronic is made up of Adam Bomb and Crush. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna give you their names because I don't know their real names. Brian Adams. Brian and, Adams is Crush. Yeah, and then some other guy. Brian Clark. Yeah, those guys. Crush and Adam Bomb. That's who they will always be known as to me because I don't care about their They're the names. Diane Bryans because they're both fucking dead. Yeah. Diane uh, Bryan Billman. They are beat. These are two giant men and Goldberg beats them in three minutes and 43 seconds in an elimination handicap tag man. match. Oh my God. From pillar to post, this is just a steaming hot pile of dog shit. You don't like major guns? No. No, I don't like major. You don't guns. like general erection? No, I don't like general erection. And of course, on the WWE Network, they just call him General Rection. They <laughs> drop the E part, and I'm like, mm, I seem to recall there being an E in there. WWE. Uh, There's so much of military on here. Sergeant AWOL, Lieutenant Loco, Corporal Cajun, General Erection, Major Guns. Yeah. Guys, it's just Madeja. <laughs> well, Ethan, as we wrap up here, I'm going to ask you. This. Oh no, that was I thought something was going wrong on the. I thought, <laughs> it sounded like uh, some like audio tape going back. Uh, question: mm-hmm. Would you like to see the WWE resurrect Halloween Havoc?
Is that a yes a for? It's a yes a. It's yeah, a yes-ay. come on. Like you've got the WWE Network. Yeah. Just do like a Halloween Havoc. That's yeah. like a two-hour house show, like you've done with. You, you do it. One fuck with... the WWE for what they did to Starcade. Like turning like what used to be the premier WCW pay per view into a nonsensical two-hour house show in North Carolina now, <laughs> just so they could trot out like the Hardy Boys or something. But like, bring it, like, do something with. Like, you got plenty of great, like, funny wrestlers. There's a there's a wrestler named Los Ice Creams. I think it's Los Ice Creams. Somebody has a gimmick where you know, like, there's thumbtack matches. There's even Lego death matches. You know, the Lego yeah. death matches. This guy, he does sprinkles. He does like candy sprinkles, and then he'll like power bomb somebody onto the <laughs> sprinkles. I I want them to do that with like Tootsie Pops. Yeah, I saw that there was a uh, some indie wrestler. They did a match instead of thumbtacks. They used bullet casings. Yeah, and I'm like, well, those would hurt a little bit. But I think the whole point of a like thumbtack is that it's supposed to go into your body. I yeah. don't. But uh, yeah, no, that sounds pretty funny though. Yeah, like, maybe ice cream and cheeseburger should get together and be a tag team. Ooh, yeah, those ice creams, those ice creams and, yeah, and, and yeah, cheeseburger. Yeah. I'm surprised. Che- I guess he's probably with Rico Bonner, but. Um, do you have, so what your absolute favorite moment out of all of this is Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio, right? Yeah, just that or anything with the Dungeon of Doom. Okay, yeah. I look. I I am just a I. I thought it was stupid then. I think it's stupid now. But oh my god, do I not just love the hell out oh, of it? Oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> well, Ethan, this is going to be coming out on October twenty eighth, just in time for Halloween. Next Sunday, y'all. This coming Sunday at the Starlight in Tulsa, Oklahoma, on the heart of Route 66 on 11th Street, you can see Ethan Sandoval, Landry Miller, and everybody else that's involved with Talk Show <laughs> Incorporated. I never know. It's always changing. Yeah, that's true. At what, 8, 8 p.m. probably? Is that my yeah, on a Sunday night? No. Yeah. Sure. No, more, uh, no more BYO. No B-Y-O-U-B. But you can come uh, to Starlight and get all sorts of great uh, drinks and things there at the Starlight with uh, Rob and Lynn, who own the Starlight. Great. Uh, they've been on, a, uh, Lynn's been on Opinions Like A-Holes before, so yeah. friends of the Soundstooth Network. Uh, you can catch me on my other podcast, which is yeah. uh, Getting Greasy yeah. uh, with uh, Sean Singleton and Zachary Amon. Uh, and then I think for some reason I agreed to do a roast battle on November seventh. What you doing, boy? Uh, yeah, I know. So I'm gonna You're go. Gonna die. I'm gonna go roast people. I I'm quite mean, so I think. Are you ready for all them Drew Carey? Comments? Oh yeah, I'm ready for the Drew Carey comments. Like, does that affect me? Because I have heard them for like literally a decade plus. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's all good. Download that Soundstooth app. Everything else. Um, we'll see you guys. Well, fuck, I always say see you guys. We'll talk to you guys in the future. We'll, we'll molest your ears yeah. whenever you allow us to again. <laughs>